Welcome to Take a Fashion Seat. So tonight we're going to do a book review on Harper's Bazaar 150 Years, The Greatest Moments. So America's first fashion magazine, Harper's Bazaar, has showcased the visions of legendary editors, photographers, models, art directors, and stylists, and the works of noted writers since 1867. So I want to share with you guys about these amazing photographs um, and I want to talk about some of the um, front covers of Harper's Bazaar from the 1800 guys that have a Harper's Bazaar Christmas 1894 um, I'm looking at one bazaar from 1942 Brides and Beauty um, they have one with Naomi Campbell, A Day in Her Life. Um, there's one with um, Harper's Bazaar, Fabulous at Every Age. I mean, the front covers just goes on and on. And um, it's a very elegant, 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 elegant book. Um, so the foreword was written by Gwyneth Paltrow, guys. Truly growing up involves closing the gap between who you are and who you want to be. Getting closer to the essence of yourself. 150 years is longer than a lifetime. And the difference between where we were in 1867 versus where we are now as women, as culture are incredible to contemplate. Seeing the evolution through the lens of Harper's Bazaar is even more striking. Now these are the words of Gwyneth Paltrow who wrote the foreword. And the book went on showing beautiful pictures. I'm looking at one of Chrissy Turlington, who is an amazing model. Now, her photograph was photographed by Daniel Jackson. And she wore the zebra print style sequence dress, guys. And um, it was um, beautifully and tailored made. Um, so, um, as I go through the book... Um, it talks about the first issue of Bazaar appeared on November the 2nd, 1867. An unsigned editorial entitled, Our Bazaar sketched out the journal mission to become a vast repository for all the rare and costly things of Earth. So, it, you, know, the, you know, it started off um, showing pictures of the beginning. Um, there's a picture I'm looking at, a color of drawing of Heloise Laura, one of the top fashion print artists of the day. And this was um, taken in no, on November the 2nd, 1867. And it captured the beautiful ladies who wore the beautiful clothes during that era. Um, and the book goes on and on. Now let's talk about the jazz age. Bazaar was fully immersed in the artistic renaissance of the 1920s. And guys, guess what? I love the roaring. The roaring 20s was like one of my favorite eras. Um, and it goes to say, I meant Dorothy and I got, got to Paris yesterday and it really is divine. Because the French are divine. So um, it talked about, you know, many of the barons and what they wore during the Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties also saw the early escalation of one of fashion's great robberies when Bazaar lured the pioneering photographer, Darren Adolph. So, I mean, and, and it showed um, different pictures. 
then um, let's move on to 1933 to 1959, where things started um, getting better with Bazaar, and Harper's Bazaar started doing more front covers. Um, they did one in particular in October 1944. It was called Beauty. Um, and they did one, I, I like the one in October 1947 with um, a lady showing her hands. Um, they started becoming like really creative with the front covers. So um, it went on and on and on. And as I scanned through the book, let's talk about Diana Reeland. The legend that is Diana Reeland began one night in 1935 at the St. Regis Hotel in New York. At the spotting Reeland dancing on the roof, the story goes, Carmel Snow commissioned her to write a column for Bazaar called Why Don't You? So, you know, Diane Reeland was like the beginning of it all. So she is Harper's Bazaar. Now, um, Louise Dahl Wolf was um, a seasoned commercial photographer. And in her early 40s, when she came to Bazaar, but in the colorful environmental images, Snow found an innocence, a likeness, and vitality that would become integral to the magazine. So she was another one that came to the magazine, and she brought her creativity that even made the magazine even more marketable. So, and there was a whole bunch of others, photographers, people who contributed to the, the story. Then the war years came, and Oh my gosh, Hoppins was bizarre. They photographed many of photographs of the fashion and what took place during the war. Um, Carmel Snow, she delivered um, letters from Paris detailing the highlights from the new collection. Um, so that was exciting. Um, they had pictures of the American Red Cross um, and how the ladies and what they wore during that era. Now let me read something to you that I thought was fascinating by John Cheever. We can't have a child, she sobbed. You won't have a child until the war is over, until the draft settled, until you make $25,000 a year and live in a 25-room apartment. So this was back then, guys. So that was exciting to read that quote. Um, and then, of course, the war years moved on. And then let's talk about Truman Capote. I hope I said that right. I believe it's Truman Capote. So, um, Kay resisted a temptation to hold her nose and threaded her was carefully down the aisle, ripping once without disaster over a dozing fat man's protruding leg. So, um, during that era, um, his creativity was well received. Um, and then there was plenty of models, um, they captivated a lot of black and white photographs, guys. So, you know, Dior, New Look King, Carmel Snow, powerful. Uh, Kristen of Christian Dior's now iconic New Look silhouette defined by a radically full skirt and nipped and waist was a milestone in the history of both bazaar and fashion. So that era came, you know, and it went. And then you had John Steinbeck. Um, in 1953, you know, then you had the Paris Parisian Renaissance and the dresses and sil silhouettes became beautiful. And guess what, guys? Let's talk about Andy Warhol. 
In the years before he helped usher in pop revolution, Andy Warhol was a successful commercial artist whose elevation of every day into art began with illustrations of footwear and beauty products. So you gotta love Andy Warhol. And guess what, guys? You gotta love Audrey Hepburn. She was another major player during that era. And she took some amazing, beautiful pictures. And there was Tennessee Williams, William Faulkner. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And then we gotta talk about Marilyn Monroe. So the Marilyn Monroe mystique called Cecil Beaton's Images of Marilyn Monroe, taken in his suite at the Ambassador Hotel in New York, offered an intimate portrait of the star. So um, there was a dazzling pictures of Marilyn Monroe. And um, back to Truman Capote. From the journal of Mr. Patrick Conaway, age 17, during the course of a visit to Burgess in the year of 1800, sat on the stone wall and observed the gathering of swans, a loop of mother, coasts around the curves of canal, and mirth of the twilight, their feathers floating away over the water like trail hymns of snowy ball gowns. So during 1959, um, that was a time for Truman Capote. So moving along, Harper's Bazaar did a, a featured a front cover in February 1960 of a wide-eyed view of fashion for the world. So, and it showed the different aspects of fashion. And let's talk about next, Jackie Kennedy. The late Jackie Kendall Kennedy was photographed in Harper's Bazaar, and she was photographed with her husband, the late President Kennedy. Um, Diane Breland may have lost out to Nancy White for the top job at Bazaar, but she picked up an interesting sideline during the 1960 